No! Alright, now it's capturing audio. Hello, and welcome to Fools in Fiction. Uh, we, the fools, will be providing to you the, the topic of fiction and kind of cooperative creation of it. Uh, and not necessarily just fiction. I think we uh, talk about bands also. Or you, I know you had said you wanted to talk about it, and I have something to talk about bands, but just kind of cooperation in general. Um, yeah. In, in like creative projects. And so the one I kind of want to open with is one of the ones that uh, I've had the most fun with recently, and that is the game Microscope. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's wild. For, for those of you who don't know, which I, I imagine is quite a few, as Microscope is a very, uh, not a very popular niche. game. It's one of those uh, one-page RPGs, or it's, it's more than one page, but it's like in the vein like you pay ten dollars for the pdf and then you get it but it's uh i'm sorry it's like it's a tabletop rpg not an rpg rpg but uh the idea is that it's gmless and also requires no prep and you uh (laughs) you and three other people um at most i think right yeah 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 i think there's a four person limit create this timeline of events that have happened to some fictional place that you kind of establish as you go. And the whole appeal of the game is that everyone has equal control. And then the, the, the other appeal of the game is that it's not told in a linear fashion. So you kind of zoom in like a microscope into the timeline, into finer and finer detail, into, uh, into resolving these questions of some world's lore. Uh, so and, it's, and you also you you decide like what the questions are for uh, a certain scene, like yeah, you like can, define the scene. Yeah, one one of them can be like, how did Mecha Hitler come to power? And uh, you and everyone else at the table like uh, improv a scene until the question is answered. Yeah. Um, so it, 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 although it is like has a fairly short rule set, it is fairly rigorous so like there's not there's like checks and balances on how much you can establish and can't establish about the about the uh about the canonical timeline so i i found this game on the internet and i like listened to a little bit of people playing and i'm like oh my god this would be so much fun to play with the with a few of the the dnd people and i had like i yeah i would say i had a pretty different expectation as to how it would turn out than how it actually did uh yeah would you like to give an example, Joe, um, as to what happened in one of our first microscope games? Oh, um, <laughs> I I can't even begin to describe what my favorite part of it was. I think it was when the evil penguin BL Jade uh, <laughs> during during the fight in the research lab. Uh, either that or Ghost Bonnie Tyler. Uh, as yeah, a Ghost Bunny Tyler is my favorite. I'm also a really big fan. I think it was the same one as Ghost Bunny Tyler, where there was um, the big kind of conflict in the story was between these two pizza companies. Yeah, and there was also, yeah. also involved was the moon and his son, Pollen. Uh, oh, I don't remember that bit. I remember being Pollen. I, I remember the, the <laughs> other big thing I remember from Bonnie Tyler was the earthquake causing dildo. Yeah, yeah, and we kept um, on ending up at like Pizza Hut or Applebee's or something. Yeah, or Taco. 
I don't remember one no, of those. No, it was Pizza Hut. Fast food. Yeah, so, oh. so I guess, needless to say at this point, the story, like, this turned into an out, like, kind of a, kind of like a Cards Against Humanity RPG for us, which, like, isn't what I had envisioned, but it was very, very fun, and I'm very much looking back forward to, uh, to getting back into it next semester. I'm super ready for when we're all back to just play another game of Microscope. Um, yeah. But it's, the, the thing about it is, it's one of those weird things where you have to be collaborative in it by nature, so, like, you, you could theoretically be a dick, but since there's no GM, like, you have to work with everyone to build the story, um, yeah, so so in one it, sense, it's a lot less work because you don't have to create your own character and you don't have to, or if you're a player and you don't have to create a heck ton of characters if you're the DM, because there are no players in DMs. Everyone has this equal responsibility. But again, that is also a responsibility to to not slack off while you're playing the game. Yeah, well, and, and the interesting thing is like, you, you can definitely, well, like, what I tried to do was do some of the most ridiculous things that I could. And <laughs> because then everyone like, has to justify it, which is like a whole, like very fun. Well, and, and, the, and the other fun thing about it is that uh, everyone else will push back. And like, if I'm like, there's an earthquake causing dildo, I, you guys have to, to roll with it. But then everyone pushes back and is like, well, now there's equally absurd things that you have to roll with, uh, and it's a lot of uh, give and take, and I really enjoy it. Yeah, I think the only downside to the the model that Microscope uses as a game is that I feel like for people like us with our kind of chaotic playstyle of the, of that game, uh, it's hard to sustain it over multiple sessions. Like all oh, the yeah. the games that we've had, we've all done in just one session, so I guess they're one shots. Um, but I, I know people online have gone like a year in the same microscope world, which is crazy to me. Oh my god, really? Yeah, like That's they play nuts. it like an RPG, like a like D and D, which I guess <laughs> it is. But we, I guess we use it more as an outlet, which is totally yeah. fine. <laughs> I, I, I would like to do one really long game of microscope though. At one point, that would be. I feel like that would be really fun. I, I think instead of doing season whatever it is that I'm responsible for as one big uh mutant city blues i do it as microscope and uh so i'll be like the rule maker uh but for the rest of it i'm just like come let there be chaos (laughs) we could i I i'm i'm tempted i'll bring it up uh when everyone's there yeah i mean you you can probably play it by ear as well when it gets closer to see what your schedule is looking like i would be down I think that would be really fun. It'd be like a good like finale to the to the <laughs> RPG seasons. <laughs> um possibly a of... bang, possibly a whimper. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely both. That's that's um, how microscope goes. Yeah. So I know you wanted to talk a bit about D well, you said you wanted to talk a bit about D and D uh with, with the co- collaboration. So yeah. so what is your opinion on that? Um So I've been a GM twice. Or I guess I've been a DM twice in with with this group of players. Or I guess this like core group of players. People have entered and left and all sorts of things. Um No, th- those are the only two things. I don't know what all sorts of things what what other things I had in mind there. 
<laughs> but yeah, I've I've DM this group. Um, no, t- two of them merged. One of them split. Um, but I've uh, I've DM'd this group twice, and I've been a player in it like four, five times, four times, something like that. And uh, I, I I don't know what what there is really to say because I feel like the sentiment that people always say about this is that the players do just as much work with the world ideally as the as the gm does and i think that that in order to make a really good game that's a lot of the times the case but i don't i don't know if it's always necessary i don't know i i don't have very many concrete thoughts on this do you do, do you have any that would be well i my concrete thought was on um how it can kind of crumble apart uh because I've been in a lot of tabletops, uh, and I am no longer in most of those tabletops uh, for various different reasons. Um, I've been kicked out of one tabletop uh, for very little reason, uh, which is a, a big hot topic in in some of my groups of friends and then i left uh, another one out of frustration and i think the big creative thing in in the collaborative thing with D is that you can't be a dm or a gm or whatever and not be upfront with your players like what's the what the kind yeah. of vibe is i think um, with that as with anything communication is key yeah because because like i the one i got kicked out of um i had creative differences and i was like i don't agree with this uh and you know sometimes uh as a player you got to be like well fuck it i'm gonna roll with it um but I like this wasn't the first time this had happened. And I brought up like a long a laundry list of, of grievances where I'm like, this doesn't make sense and it incentivizes a certain type of play over another type of play. Um, which I think is like a big no no unless you explicitly say it uh in in D D. Like I think unless you say like, oh, this is going to be a puzzle solving uh like season of D, then you can't be angry like if you don't say that that people aren't yeah. solving puzzles uh, yeah i i think that that uh that that's kind of ties in with the beginning of uh season five which was the second one i gm'd mm-hmm. uh following season two which was this very railroaded <laughs> frankly story that i that i dm'd i wanted to make this much more open world story or campaign is the word not story yeah um but i wanted to kind of i i wanted the players to kind of smash down the railroading that seemed like it was in place that the that this government organization was imposing upon the player characters Mm -hmm. um but the players initially took it as if i was as if i had the same intentions as the fictional government organization which sounds very strange when i say it like that but <laughs> no anyway. like it, it's i as 
someone who uh played in this pr- briefly and also was helping you with it um it definitely like when i well, knowing what i knew i was like oh it's obvious that finn wants these people to like rebel against the machine and then uh like removing myself from it and hearing them talk i'm like no like it doesn't sound like that and um the i think another thing with that was that it wasn't brought up enough i think yeah Um, i i did like two or three sessions in just like directly tell everyone hey i i want you all to fuck up the seeming plan here because i i i made them all pirates right and mm-hmm. I and the people who were telling them what to do was the government, and so I, I tried to like create this uh, this uh, mechanism for a uh, for a disagreement. But because of kind of the the precedent, I think I had set in terms of railroading a campaign, it didn't quite go through until I uh, until I explicitly said it, and then they like did all sorts of stuff, burned people's houses down, kidnapped someone, I think. Did they kidnap what's his name? Shoot, what is his name? Our main government man. Uh, Beryl. <laughs> yeah, did they kidnap him? Uh, yeah, and they also yeah. burned down uh, what's her name's house. Shoot, uh, I don't remember the names of any of these characters. And and then they convinced uh, Valley Girl to go along with them. Yeah, that was that was Joe's character, Zoe. Uh, Zoe, that's right. I could. It's so hard to remember the names of every character I've played. Yeah, I, I forgot Louise's name the other day. <laughs> and I played um, her twice. Or no, I only played her once. She was an NPC in the second game. Anyway, that's I, 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 I think part of the moral here is communication is essential and can lead to unnecessary friction, which, which is no use if you're trying to create something, especially something fun. Yeah. Um, like... If if people have creative differences, like talk about it. Um and if if you're a player, understand that like the GM isn't beholden to tailor everything to you. But also if you're a GM and people are complaining, uh don't just kind of say, Well, we're doing it my way. Uh because the the point of being a, a GM or a, a DM isn't that um it's it's not that your story is getting told it's that you and a bunch of other friends are having fun with your story yeah that's a that's a great way of of phrasing it that was like a a realization i had to come to between the two seasons that i did which i think uh also kind of ties into a story i wanted to talk about uh in terms of this uh this youtube series that i make um it's called the here's my ad for it it's called the lake anna adventure it's been going on for nine years now i think which sounds crazy but we make we make yeah we make one video a year it's uh it's my cousins and me and um and i directed it for the first seven years and then my cousin dalton directed it for the most recent two years that's nine right yes seven (laughs) plus two is indeed nine yeah, I was telling Joe the other day, I was trying to count how many years it had been since 2008. And I went 8, 9, no, sorry, from 2011. And I went 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 years. And I could not figure out what was wrong. Anyway, so uh, for, the, for the first big chunk of this series, the, the way we're dividing it is we're doing season. So I did season one, 
Dalton's going to do season two and so forth. Or I guess he's already doing season two. But, um... Sorry, long pause. <laughs> everything uh, went everything went silent, and I was like, oh, no. What did no, I do? I'm just thinking. Um, but yeah, the, the, the question kind of came up, and I, I had to, to face this. Um, I guess, yeah, I, I had to come to terms with it of, like, why we were making the series. Because in 2015, episode five, season one, episode five, called Time Bananas, which... All three of us, I think, hold is probably the best <laughs> episode. Um, it, it, in that year, it was this, like, for us, elaborate time travel scheme that involved a lot of costume changes and camera tricks. And we were out filming in the sun for hours and hours and hours trying to get certain things just right. Which is, in retrospect, insane, because it's not like we have much of a YouTube audience. And it's not like... So, so like that that wasn't a thing we were serving. We also weren't having fun because we were just out in the sun doing the same thing again and again and again, just like saying the same lines again and again and again, and having to run and change costumes. And I was like, what are we even doing? Like, sure, we're trying to make a product, but is this just to satisfy some creative need that Finn has? Um, and I, I was just like sitting there and my phone had overheated at the same t- that I was using to take the video. Uh, as well as my computer. And they I think my computer had also ran out of storage space. All three of these happened at once, and I was just, like, in a crisis. And I was like, oh, my God, like, everything is falling down um, around us. And uh, I was like, wait, holy shit, we're, we're making this so we can have fun. And so I had to, like, totally, like, reevaluate what we were doing and i was like hey you you all my cousins you don't have to wake up early tomorrow to do this thing like sleep in and then we'll do it when you all have time and uh that and fun fact everything is, was better yeah and then we came out with the what we thought was our best movie yet but then again like after that we've had this philosophy of just like keeping our priorities straight and filming only what we need to so like we've been like nothing has been as big of a scale as time bananas. Um, especially like this most recent year, we only filmed it in like two days and a lot of it was montages, which are super easy to film. We've got a lot of experience doing those. Um, and like what we came out with just had so much chaotic energy that we just like, right after we made it, we kept on watching certain scenes cause we were just so happy with them. And it was so much easier than 2015. Um, but yeah, I it's a fun fact that's that kind of realization I had in 2015 is what I wrote my uh William and Mary uh college uh uh application essay on that got me into this school. Shit, I don't remember what I, I wrote mine on. <laughs> yeah, I I had I had forgotten until recently when I had to look it up. I'm like, "Oh my god, it was about the Lake Anna adventure." Um But yeah, that, that that's another instance of uh realizing what you're really trying to do when you're making something like what what the goal is um yeah do, yeah do, do you have one you want to you want to continue on with um i kind of want to continue on with uh my experiences in marching band which yeah this sounds is something like i know nothing completely... about you so you never marched no, you've only like been I'm a in piano bands. player. Oh well, that's fair. Well, 
you could play like the xylophone and you wouldn't march, but you would be in marching band. Okay. That's that's a thing. Regardless, we we, uh, we didn't yeah. have marching band in my school. Um, so for one year, uh, I was in marching band. It was my eighth grade year, and uh, my school allowed eighth graders to be in the high school marching band. Uh, and the reason I didn't continue was because I did not go to that high school. I went to a magnet school instead. Um, but I was in marching band, and uh, holy shit, that was an experience. Um, so I I played trumpet uh, in marching band, and to this day I still play trumpet. Um, and the really interesting thing about collaboration in that is how subdivided it gets. Um, so when you are practicing from, well, so the first thing that you do when you do marching band is you learn how to march. Um, you basically uh, are taught how to march so that when you play the music that you're playing, it doesn't sound like bug shit. Um, and a lot of it is like rolling your feet and breathing correctly. Uh, and the other big thing that they teach you early on is that you cannot play by ear um, at all, uh, which is what I usually do. Because is it phasing? Is that what it's called? Uh, it, what happens is that in marching, uh, you the marching formations will get so far apart that if you're playing by ear, uh, you will be off because of how long it takes the sound to travel to you. Um, That's and wild. so first of all, yeah, it's it's something that I like never had to think about, but now whenever I uh hear that like i'll listen bands on occasion and if i hear that thing is off i know that someone is playing by ear um and so with there's a lot of personal responsibility marching band um just by knowing how to march and knowing like how to do very basic things uh and that's a big part of the collaboration you also uh you have to know your your steps um, because, you know, if you're trying to make an eye and one person isn't where they're supposed to be, you've now got a hole in that eye. Um, mm. and, uh, another thing about the collaboration is in, <laughs> it sounds very stressful. It's so it's very stressful, but also very rewarding. Um, because so you have to know all of your movements, uh, physically and memorize how to play the music and always be counting. Um, and it's super stressful, but it's also super rewarding because of how elaborate, like, not only do you personally have to know stuff, but you also work within your section. Like, I worked with the trumpets on making sure that my music was right, making sure uh, that I was holding my trumpet right, which is a thing that you have to do, um, that if you're playing trumpet in marching band, you have to hold your horn at, I believe it's a 20 degree angle, up so that you are projecting instead of playing into the ground um which is like a really hard thing to do uh because you might not think about it but a trumpet does weigh something and holding it up for 30 minutes and also marching is uh, actually work um and yeah, yeah i'd imagine 
Uh, and But one of the really interesting things is kind of when you have that problem of people not wanting to collaborate well. Um, so I – there were two kind of leaders of the trumpet section while I was in it. Uh, one was named Scott and one was named Wesley. And Scott was uh, – well, he wasn't leading it, but he helped out. He was the drum major. Um, Scott – incredibly nice guy um motivating like you know when they say like a good leader skill like and and they point to someone he was a great leader yeah um and wesley was a dick uh and was very much like i expect you to perform the best and if you're having a problem it's not my fault and very much like that and so there were days where uh you know we'd come out after separating into groups and uh our director sykes would say hey everyone you know play what you've learned and if we were getting help from scott or if wesley wasn't in a bad mood that day you know trumpet section would sound right uh but if wesley was pissed you know you wouldn't be sounding right or you wouldn't be moving right and Mm. um it's one of those things that really is um a lot of like blood, sweat, and tears, and a lot of things can go wrong. Um, like I've, it is only my experience for one year of this, and uh, you know, marching trumpet isn't the most strenuous thing to march. You know, color guard is a lot harder, in my opinion, um, or marching uh, tuba and stuff like that, where it's really heavy. And so I have mad respect for marching bands that are consistently the greatest and put in so much effort because it's such that collaborative effort um, to get it to come together that you not only have to know your music and you have to be on time and you have to be marching right, but you also have to have this great attitude and you have to, you know, it's, it's a lot of uh, things coming together. And that's why I respect it a lot. I'll have to talk to Dalton about that too. Cause he's uh I don't know if he still does, but I know he used to play saxophone in the marching band. Um, I never really knew what was involved with that. It's interesting to hear. Yeah. um, I apologize for ranting so much, but that was like a huge part of my eighth grade year. uh, And it affected a lot. Like I still, um, to this day, when I walk, I'll try to roll my feet. uh, (laughs) Because I'll just be like, oh, you know, have to keep my upper body, you know, straight. So I don't have breathing problems when I'm playing. And then my brain is like, you're not playing an instrument right now. You're trying to go to swim romas. And I'm like, oh, right. I wonder if that helps with like your just like general disposition, you know, knowing how to carry yourself. And I would say so. Walk. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> mean that in a derogatory way. I'm, I mean, it, like it just conjures a, up that, uh, that, that image from the, the Rankin and Bass Christmas movie. Where they're teaching Winter Warlock how to walk. I don't know any of those words, what? but <laughs> you'll have, have to you show not me seen, later. Is it? Is it? Um, there will be no year without a Santa Claus. Is that I, the no, one? I've never, oh. I've never heard of that. What? This is an outrage. I want people on the Reddit being like, "Finn, you have to watch classic Christmas movies." Um. I will I will bring my DVDs of classic Rankin and Bass Christmas movies and we'll watch them when we get back. All right. So uh, kind of continuing on the uh, topic of bands, but from a very different perspective, uh, 
like a few months ago, several months ago, a year ago, some amount of time ago, I joined a band uh, with two friends from the Middle Eastern Music Ensemble. We're called Night Follows Night. Check us out on SoundCloud. We only have one thing up right now, and it is an improv. Uh, but we're working on like 10 songs right now, which is very exciting, but we've, we've, we haven't performed at all. We haven't recorded at all. So I've got a very limited experience here. Um, but something that really struck me when we were first starting out, not that we're not still first starting out, but like literally like the first few days, uh, was my friend Jackson, who kind of appointed himself the leader, which I, I think both Tommy and I appreciated, uh, came in with a textbook and, like open to a page with uh with some loose leaf pieces of paper inside of it and they were band contracts and i was like whoa we're just like friends playing music we don't need a contract i, I didn't vocalize that but that, that that was what i was thinking but he went through it and he's like yeah this contract. is how yeah yeah he was like this is how we if we got paid for this like this is who would get credit this is who officially wrote the song you're allowed to take materials from jams and if someone wants to build off of your own material they can move it on to theirs and get royalties from it with your permission and like yeah he had this all listed out and he was referring to like sections in a textbook i'm like oh my god like this what and then i was like i i i I, i'll i'll not go into the details of this very very much but uh there was a project i worked on um quite a while ago with someone that uh where we were both doing very different jobs, but neither of us was assigned to be kind of like the manager or leader of it. Like we didn't really know whose project it was. And there was some stress about falling behind on that project that led to just like an unnecessary more amount of stress, mostly because we hadn't established roles in terms of creating the project. So the the moral there is that even if you're just like a group of friends doing something fun, you need to establish what people's responsibilities are, who doesn't have certain responsibilities, who does have those responsibilities, what you're expecting to get out of it, what the goal is. That was another question Jackson had asked us immediately was what we were expecting to get out of it. And just like, even though it seems like you're making like a business deal when you're just like playing in a college band or whatever else it's super important like saves a lot of trouble later on yeah i like this has been uh the podcast where where finn and i just say like communication is key and look directly (laughs) at the camera um which is one of those like whenever someone tells me communication is key i'm like yeah no shit and then like i'll forget to communicate well and then i'm like how did everything get on fire yeah i mean to quote the oa for the thousandth time knowledge is a rumor until it lives in the body um it's true. that's something i think about a whole lot <laughs> anyway I, <laughs> sorry um, go on no i was i was just gonna like try and think of something smart to to close on but i don't have like i don't have a single smart thing to say then that um, means it's time for haiku dream interpretation. Fuck! I forgot. <laughs> oh my All right. god. Do you remember? Okay, so here th- I had this dream last night. Okay. Are you ready? I am. I was driving south trying to find a target. Oops, here's Mexico. 
It, is is Target capitalized? Like, were you looking for the store? Yes. Okay. Um. I'm I'm think. Yes, that was our longest silence yet. <laughs> that will um, surely retain our listeners. <laughs> no, I I, I I I know I'm making you do something ridiculous. Uh, uh. so I, I know the first line is Finn wants cheap groceries. Uh, that tracks. Hold on. What is what is the capital of Mexico? Is it Mexico City? That sounds right. I think it is. Um, so Finn wants cheap groceries. Takes long car ride. Takes hold on. Yeah, it's Mexico City. Accidentally drives to Mexico City. Wait, Mexico. That's like City. a thousand. Yeah. That's a thousand syllables, Joe. No, but hold on. So, so Finn okay, okay. wants cheap groceries is is five. Five. Yep. Uh, accidentally drives to is seven. Okay. And then Mexico City is five. All right. I think I, that I checks out. I guess That's... this is uh, outside of the haiku, but I didn't actually find a target. I did find a music festival. Um, what? Which was kind of fun. <laughs> but there was like some, there was like some shady things going on as well, which I think is probably characteristic <laughs> of music festivals. I, I as I, I've told you about my one experience at a music festival, right? No. Who who did you what? see? Oh wait, music um, festival. Sorry, I, I, I went to Jazz bands. Fest. Uh, ah. In in New Orleans in 2014, I think. Uh, and the big per the the big name I saw was Carlos Santana. Um, I saw a bunch ah. of other like really small bands. Uh, but the story for this is that I got secondhand high, uh, off of, uh, someone out of the millions of joints being passed around at that concert. Um, was it like a pleasant surprise or was it freaky? No, I I got, I, I discovered I'm a paranoid, uh, high. And so I was like, oh fuck, like we're going to be late and get left at this concert. And like, uh, I stepped out of the, the basically pit and um because i was right up at the gate between like you know where the people who pay a lot of money get to sit and then where everyone has to stand um i was right up at the gate and i stepped out for a bit and then immediately calmed down um Mm. that's also how one of uh my acquaintances xander found out he was allergic to weed is uh he went to the fish concert that was there (laughs) <laughs> and there was a cloud of weed smoke there. Uh, and he walked in and, like, could not breathe. And uh, uh, then, like, he luckily everything turned out fine. He just, like, was was carried out by his friends uh, and turned out to, like, be fine. Wow. I don't have many exciting um, music music uh, festival stories besides the time. No, that wasn't a music festival. That was just a concert. Someone stepped on my face while I was a little what? kid. Oh, is that a uh, okay? Shoot, who was it? Maybe Dave Matthews, maybe Fish. <laughs> that sounds that checks. 
Yeah, or something like that. And I was like, I, I, I was an idiot though, because I was like, I want to take a nap. And it, it, this was not a what? place with seats. Everyone was standing up in this field, like this huge. And I just laid down on the ground, and then someone stepped on me, and I was outraged. <laughs> uh, I, I like that you were outraged of something that was clearly your fault. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was not a great time. Both great bands, though. Uh, um, all right, let's, yeah. uh, let, let's, let, let's, let's end it. this. Um, so time this to is finish the, this. This is the uh, the last episode of the uh, season, I guess. Uh, Finn will be uploading uh, rants, I think you said. Something like that. Something like that. Finn will be uploading... Uh, in the weeks of, of my absence uh, up until we get back to college. Um, so if you want to, in this break, give us a bunch of suggestions for what you want to hear when we're back together again uh, and recording, you can go to r slash fools and fiction or uh, email at us at fools and fiction at gmail.com and give us feedback there. Uh, leave an iTunes review um what what else like comment and subscribe uh go to our patreon uh what what else uh we have an instagram and a snapchat and uh is it kofi kofi coffee what's what's the coffee i think it's coffee is it it i i see fi and i'm just like that can't be on the word coffee because you can buy i know i know but go go to that. Um, go to our MySpace page. Um, come meet us at the Area Fifty One raid. Uh, we will sign memorabilia. Uh, what else is dumb that I can claim that we're gonna do? I I I I, I think we gotta move on. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> if you uh, if you um, if you see us in person when we get back to school. Uh, in addition to suggesting episode ideas, feel free to insert yourself into an episode if there's something you want to talk about. Oh, definitely. Uh, it's been a while since we've done a collaboration. I think since uh, since we talked with Bob. Um, but yeah, this is yeah. It's something we want to continue doing with this podcast. And it's a little more difficult with the technical stuff over the summer. But once we get back to school, if you live in the same the same faux town of of William and Mary, I don't know why I said it like that. If you live in Williamsburg, um, and want to be on this show, come on by, break in the door with your microphone, and we will. Uh, just kidding, I'll provide the microphone, uh, and we can <laughs> we can do an episode. This has been the longest outro ever. I think you need to. I, I think you need to end them. Please, for the love of God, turn the podcast off.